Rude gal. White and dada. Rude boy. It's a white boy summer. White boy summer. That's uh, from like last year though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just restarted watching it because I love Chet Hanks. What are we? Are we? Have we started? Yeah, we're live. Okay. Um. Hey, guess I was telling these girls at work tonight. They don't understand, but um, I was telling. Them, I was like, "Well, you wouldn't get it," and that always makes girls super interested and offended. And they're like, "No, I want to hear." So I was like, "Um, if you don't marry a man, you're screwed." Like women, <laughs> women have no. Uh, well, she's like, "I don't have to marry a man." I was like, "No, you don't have to. We live in a free society, but you're screwed if you don't." And they're like, "Why?" And I was like. Women have no connection to God. They have to be married to have a connect because the man has connection to God, and um, a man has to love God, and his wife needs to love him. He can't love his wife. You know what I mean? And uh, that's how it works, basically. And like women, uh, oh yeah, this I told him this psychologist, this famous psychologist, found that he basically summarized. He was like, women don't really ever mature. They just kind of stay in a younger state of uh, psychology, I guess. Their psychology is kind of, like, not mature. That's why when you're on a date, you want to, like, be playful. And you want to, like, show them Disney movies, all that stuff, you know, basically. But I was saying, like, you're never going to be, like, you have to, And I told the girls, I was like, you have to marry a man and, like, do what he says. Basically, like, he's going to lead you and he'll tell you what's right. And they were, like, so offended. And I was like, listen... I was like, I don't care about your opinion. I'm not going to debate you. Like, that's how it is. I, that's, I, I don't care about how <laughs> your examples or your feelings. That's just like natural law, and you can't escape natural law as much as you don't like it. You know what I mean? And it's like, sing- well, I don't want to get into this, but single moms. Have you ever looked at the research on that? You mean? Like, single moms, the kid, the, the especially the boys that come out of single mother households, it's like they're... I think like seventy more, seventy percent more likely to be in jail for like violent crimes and stuff like that. And yeah, but I, isn't that just single parent? No, no, single fathers have way less. Really? Yeah, for some reason, it's crazy. Um, especially boys do horrible without a father figure. I think. But um, I think that has more to do with the lack of a father figure than it does with just like something. That the mom's doing wrong. I'm, yeah, I'm not saying. I'm just saying that's what it is, you know. I'm not saying it's something she's doing wrong or whatever. It's something she can't provide, basically, you know. Very misogynistic. <laughs> okay. Good job. <laughs> whatever. I don't care. No. Sure. All good. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Who cares? What, what am I not going to have women around me? Who cares? Women are like... When have they ever been interesting? <laughs> you know, that <Wow>. I mean? <laughs> yeah, Nick Fuentes was talking, and he was like, uh, "He's like, oh, you don't want to talk about you know the structure of society because you can't do that because you're too busy going on dates." He's like, "Oh, cool, you get your pee pee rubbed. Oh, that's so cool." And he was like, Aww. "He was like, you that feel good?" And it, it really does like put it into sight. He's like. Oh, like, I actually follow my passion and how the world works, and you're too busy. I gotta get my pee-pee run! And it was, like, so funny. Because <laughs> it really does, it, it basically does boil down to that. It's like, I gotta get a girl. And, uh, yeah, it's, I think Nick Flintes is, like, voluntarily celibate. He was like, I don't, like, you should get married and stuff. But he was like, 
all these girls at meetups, they want to do stuff with me and stuff. And I'm like, no. <laughs> he just, like, won't for some reason. He's probably gay. No, he's not. I don't... People keep saying that, but he... He is a tra- And he said he will eventually, like, get a wife and stuff. But he's... I don't think he's Isn't gay. Isn't he, like, a Nazi? No, no, no. Absolutely not. Okay. I mean, they make jokes and stuff. That's about the far, farthest extent. But that's, like... When you're, I mean, you can't fall into that when you're on, when you, when your beliefs don't fall in, like when your beliefs are too far outside the box, they got to label you something. You know what I mean? I don't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. All I know is you have a niece and you've been bashing women for the last, uh, 10 minutes. It's, what's, I'm not bashing them. That's how this re- guy's a proud feminist. <laughs> Dad's against daughters dating. <laughs> <laughs> If you, yeah, I'll throw this bullet at you. It's going to be coming a lot. But no, I mean, I love women, but we got to understand the reality. It's like the only women I really respect are like our mothers, like the mother's age women. I, I've never seen a woman around my age that, well, I mean, maybe some like church girls and stuff. All they do is twerk, <laughs> eat, eat hot, hot chip, chip and <laughs> be bisexual. <laughs> no, but like seriously, think about like mother, like our mother's age women. They're all... Agree with me. They're like, yeah, <laughs> like, don't be a whore. You need to get married. Like, you know, I mean, they probably don't agree with, like, the women or, like, need a man to do all this. But, well, some of them actually do. But, hey, I can't respect any of the women nowadays who are like, I can, I need a career in, in nursing and that's it. And it's like, okay, and they hate men and all this stuff. You spend your time thinking about things that I never think about and that's fine. Yeah, but uh, well, it's just blatantly, and you just I just gotta get out of you gotta get out of that path, or you're gonna that can suck you down a long road of hate. And no, uh, I, I don't hate. Man. I don't hate. I'm just recognizing the reality. I love women, especially. I really respect women around mother, like a lot of women that are around my mother's age and stuff. But you, I, a lot of people around your age don't really get it because it's like the girls these days are like they're so arrogant. It's crazy, and they like are super liberal and when you ask them why it's like because twitter told them to be they have like they don't even understand any of it you know what i mean and it's like everything i'm against it's like how are you supposed to like get along with people or morally against all your morals you know what i mean I don't know. Maybe you should go find one of those amish girls maybe i should (laughs) like a 17 year old amish girl or something there's uh i've been watching there's this guy on YouTube, it's like Peter Santanello or something, he does these, like, I spent a day with the Crips in, you know, East yeah, LA, yeah, yeah. he does those type of videos. Like Tommy G, I think, is the other guy that does that. Yeah, so he's one of those guys, but he did this whole thing where he was, like, in Pennsylvania with the Amish people, and oh, he that's spent cool. a few weeks with, like, different Amish families. And they're just, like, super chill. And basically what I learned from, like, listening to them and him being in there is that they're basically just, like, Church of Christ. Yeah, exactly. They don't use electronics. Right. Like, they literally were just, like, in the kitchen singing the same songs that the Church of Christ sings. (laughs) Right, right. And, like, they all are, like, it's the exact same thing. Like, they just hang out with each other. They marry each other. Right. And that's it. I mean. Yeah. I mean, some of it is crazy. Like, some of them are so super conservative that they, like, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Like, the kids don't even speak English. They speak wow. Pennsylvania Dutch. 
That's well, crazy. all of them over there speak Pennsylvania Dutch. But some of them only speak that? Yeah. That's crazy. And uh, I kind of respect them, though. Yeah, I mean, they. it seems like a super simple, like, happy way to live, but... Well, the other thing I respect about them is, like, the rumspringa stuff. It's like, this is the way we do it, you know the way we do it, now go, like, live for a little while and figure out if you want to come back. And if you don't, you can't come hang with us, but that's fine, you know? It's like, so, apparently that's like the old school Amish, like the real conservatives, they're the ones that that do that. Really? Like the, they call them beachy Amish, they're like basically Church of Christ people. Yeah. Uh, they don't do that, they don't believe in that. Wait, the, wait, you're saying the real old school ones do that? Yeah. So the new ones don't? The less conservative ones don't believe in it. That's weird, right? Yeah, that because, doesn't... well, they're, they're more like Church of Christ, they're like, we don't think like... You should, I don't know. They're like, why would you go do that? Like, you're just basically sinning for whatever. Like, right, there's right. No, but the old school, like, they realized they had to do that to, like, keep people in the society. Because if right. they didn't, the kids were just going to leave. So they were right. like, well, just go see what it's about and then come back. That's crazy. Yeah. That makes sense. I may be wrong about all that, but it was interesting. Yeah, that's super interesting. You know what I was thinking? Like... Like, uh, you know, I'm a Christian, um, but I was thinking, like, why some churches, like, the one we grew up in, they, like, people call it a cult, and even I kind of agree, it's, like, cultish, the re- and I figured out why, I think, it's because you can't disagree without it being, like, a huge, like, as you get older, you understand, like, people just disagree about stuff, it's fine, like, who cares, but in that, it's, like, and it's just, like, some of the, like, woke stuff, if you disagree, it's like a moral, like, issue and you can't be associated with. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, and I, I understand that that's why they say that, but I, I it's really stupid. To, cults are a very specific thing. Yeah, and I said cult itch. I know, but people are like, what's the difference between a cult and a religion? Uh, in, a, in a cult, the leader's alive and in a religion's You're right. dead, but like... A cult is a very specific thing. It's like there's a charismatic leader. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he attracts a bunch of disenfranchised people. Right. They basically do whatever he says for seemingly no reason. Right. And there's like a... Like it's centered around a charismatic person. Right. There's you like know? motive. You're right. Maybe I should say more like dogmatic. Yeah. Is that, Does that make more sense? Like a legalistic dogmatic. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just a... It's almost like a closed culture type deal right right yeah yeah but any you get into any conservative circle like that i mean it's but that's the thing it's it's not just like conservative circle it's like you see that with uh like the i don't know like leftist type of woke people and i'm not saying all of them are but like a lot of them are fine but some of them like especially on twitter and stuff it's like oh, you agree with us on this, but you, like, even stuff like, oh, you'll make a video with that guy and, like, talk to him. Like, you're obviously a Nazi, you yeah. know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, crazy. There's, like, heresy. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just don't, they're not able to identify it. And what's crazy is that their tenets, like, their foundational belief isn't based on anything other than the consensus. Right. So it's, like, there's, like, a constant state of anxiety because... Right. It's like, 
you don't really you, your Ten Commandments or whatever Twitter is saying that day. Right, right. So you always hope that you're inside it. So to do that, you're always shifting. Like you're no, you're super worried about like staying in line. Oh like towing yeah. The line because the worst thing you can possibly do is have a opinion that the hive doesn't agree with. Right, then right. You cast out. That's the this right. dude when they were trying to like when they canceled uh, Shane Gillis. One guy caught, like he was like trying to put him down. He was like saying Ching Chong, like as a way to be like, oh, you you are racist, whatever. And then his followers got angry at him for even saying the Ching Chong, even though it, he didn't actually mean it. Like he he was saying it to insult Shane, and they canceled him too. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was I gonna say? That's hilarious. Yeah, <clears throat> it is interesting. Yeah, um, dude, I had another thing I was gonna say about that, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, shifting. It was about shifting. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what? I had another thing to say about that, but I can't remember. So what's been going on with you? I got some interesting stuff to tell you about off podcast. It's a little for the Patreon people. We'll uh, leave it for that. Our Patreon is seven thousand. Oh, I remembered. Our Patreon is seven thousand dollars a day. <laughs> it's for one man. It's for the guy who pulls our strings. You know what I mean? <laughs> and if you sign up, your extra perk is you get a free T-shirt. <laughs> And one free cameo from each of us. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk. Um, we'll kiss, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, he did grabs. you see where the Island Boys? They were like selling like a uh, Patreon or OnlyFans type thing, and they were like, they, we kiss on it, and they like what? Had thumbnail of them kissing. What? It's so weird. They're brothers, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, that fame is a drug, huh? They were like, because on TikTok, they would make these weird videos sending together, like, shirts off, and they'd be like, people would comment, like, you guys look like you're about to kiss, and they'd respond, and they'd, and like, one of them would be, like, licking his lips, like, and like but not in the way, like, he didn't mean it. They were like, what the heck? And he's like, you really think we're going to kiss? We're brothers, and stuff, and the other brother's like, <laughs> they're weird, dude. And they, like, always have their shirts off and be standing, like, shoulder to shoulder, like, eyes totally dilated, like, <laughs> that's insane. So funny. But I, what I was going to say about that is, um, like, there's this example, uh, this, uh, do you know who iDubbbz is? Yeah. Uh, him and Sam Hyde, like, they're, like, I, I really respect Sam Hyde a lot. And I like his content more. Isn't and I, he a Nazi? <laughs> you just say that about everyone. <laughs> but uh, I does, and I loved his content before, but he's the type of dude who has made good, edgy content. Um, and then after he makes a ton of money and followers, he pulls the ladder up and says it's not okay to do. His fan base was evil. And um, like he's a good person now and he's matured. And he did it right as um, the the woke stuff started happening, cancel culture. So it's like, it's stupid, right? Like, it's obvious he just couldn't make money from it anymore. But he goes and does a documentary with Sam Hyde. Documentary with Sam Hyde. And so he was going to, like, it seemed like the underlying intention was he was going to punk Sam, right? Like, look at how far he's fallen off, like... 
because that's kind of what he's done with his other stuff. And Sam's like a right wing guy and stuff, and he was getting a lot of hate from right wingers because his girlfriend does OnlyFans and she's like super manipulative of him and stuff, and like a bad person. But um, so he goes up there, and Sam wrote like five docs of like how he was gonna gaslight Ida, <laughs> and like so he rented this fake office space and he had like seven crew members in there and they were like all making rap songs and like. They all had, like, trash all over the floor, and uh, they were trading crypto and stuff, and Sam's girlfriend was there, and she had, like, a shaved head, and she was, like, on crack and, like, <laughs> d- doing, like, pills and stuff, and she was, like, she walked up to Idubs and, like, immediately puts her hand in his back pocket, and Idubs is, like, kind of a nerdy guy, and so he's, like, oh, what's going on? And Sam's, like, daddy, quit trying to have sex with Idubs, and he's, like, yelling at her, and then he, like, takes Idubs out, and he's, like... Teaching him how to box, and he's like punching him. <laughs> Sam's like six seven, <laughs> but anyways, the whole point of the story is, uh, he like made Adam so uncomfortable, and he I don't know, but the whole point is like Sam is. You really see the contrast. Sam isn't worried about how every word he says is going to be looked at, and he's not worried about coming off as a good person. Um, and Adams is like. You can see on his face the internal conflict going on with him. And he's so he's lost all confidence, all charisma that he had. And a lot of it, people say, is because of his girlfriend that he has. She's, like, super manipulative. He's changed his whole ideology. And it's, like, sad to watch. Like, he'll be on streams and he'll be, yeah, like a little girl or something. But, like, the contrast between those two. And Sam, like, is happy... He says crazy stuff. He's laughing all the time. You know, it's just like... Loves Hitler. <laughs> As a joke. <laughs> oh, problem. funny, man. <laughs> Grow up. Six million, six hundred. What's the difference? <laughs> I say it was six hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, I've been... Really getting into Harlan Williams' podcast. Do you know who that is? No, I haven't heard of him. He's a comedian. Uh, he was big in the 90s. He had like this movie called Rocket Man and yeah. a few other movies. Uh, but he's like so funny in like this really weird way. And he was Oh, that's what I thought it was. He's been making yeah. me laugh so hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a podcast with Bill Burr. And uh, you know, Bill, Bill Burr is tough on podcast right uh, not to me he wouldn't be I'd put him in line I hate that guy he's but, such a snob I know but like the way Harlan did it was so funny he like he, he like knew how Bill was gonna play it right so he brought like a humidifier and like kept it under the desk <laughs> and he like is plugging it in and it's going and Bill's like what what the heck is that he was like whoa whoa guy <laughs> he said whoa guy He's like, I brought this just to kind of, you know, this is my cool down Bill Burr uh, device that I'm going <laughs> to use. It's like, because you're a kind of guy that gets uh, gets a little testy, right? <laughs> He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, whoa, guy, whoa, whoa, guy. whoa, whoa. He was Calm like, down. you know, you like to, to pick a topic and go off on it, right? <laughs> and Bill goes, I, I don't really think I'd do that. And he was like... I've heard you on stage, you know, you, you can pop off. He's like, are you saying that I'm like a hack comic? <laughs> kind he, goes, of, yeah. he goes, no, God, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying at all. And it, just the whole podcast, he was like. <laughs> <laughs> I 
kind of wants. I gotta. I, please remind me to show you clips after. Yeah. He like pulls out a Curious George book, and he was like, <laughs> "They say you're a softy, but I want you to read this to me, and I'm gonna pretend to be your son." <laughs> and Bill like starts reading. And of course, he's like, "What the is this monkey doing?" He's like, "Daddy, why are you cursing?" <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. It was so. It got so oh, awkward. My That's hilarious. I gotta watch that. But That's Harlan like a Williams. great way to play it. Apparently, he's was really good friends with Norm Macdonald too. He, was, oh, really? he told a story sense. today. I was gonna tell you, but I completely forgot. He said that him and Norm would do a do a bit where they would go into like a convenience store, and they'd have to pick one object, and the other person would have to make a joke about it. Yeah, and. uh he made, he picked something for Norman. Norm made a hilarious joke. I can't remember what it was. Obviously, yeah. or I would tell it. But you know, you were you were the first person who made me think these people uh, that you like, like on podcasts or on shows that you think like you would like in real life. It's like you can like them on the podcast, but if you hung out with them in real life, you would probably hate a lot of them. Like you wouldn't click, and you'd get annoyed of them. Mm-hmm. And I never really thought about that, but you made me think about that. Um, and Norm, does it go off? Oh, it's a bomb. Oh, <laughs> no, the humidifier is full. Do you, oh, okay. And, but I feel like Norm, like, there's no way you could not like that guy yeah. in real life. Apparently, like, some he met some fans one day, like, at a bar or something, and just, like, hung out with them all day. Really? Yeah, because he doesn't, dr- he, could, he never drove. Right. So he would just like, oh, that's right. hang out and ride around with him all day and then <laughs> had him like take him back to his apartment. Man, it's that's like that's a real big loss, you know, him. Mm-hmm. And it was like right when he was getting like hugely popular again. Really? I don't yeah, know. I didn't realize how many people cuz it's like we loved him like our friends, but online you didn't realize how many people loved him till after he died, you know. Yeah, he one of my best Twitter react my my best Twitter moment ever was uh tweeted at him yeah and was like hey yeah I was like Norm McDonald's audiobook is like a masterpiece yeah you gotta, and he and it respond, is he responded and I remember like, yeah thank you so much it's the, I'm the mo- thing I'm most proud of he said I'm working on my second book now oh man and he died a few months later that's I crazy I remember you sending that to me I couldn't believe it yeah that's so awesome though I mean he's he like destroyed like neil degrasse tyson in one tweet like not even like being mean but neil was saying something about how like the universe doesn't care about you it's cold and yeah and he was like you're leaving out that we're a part of the like humans and morality is part of the universe or something and i, I i'm probably butchering it but the way he put it i was like Dude, you're absolutely right. And this guy's like being an edgy like teenager. Dude, Neil deGrasse Tyson is the most annoying person of all. I agree, man. And he 100% has to be like CIA or something. <laughs> Probably. He he went on the uh, Adam Friedland show. Uh, like Nick, he, that that was uh, what Comtown used to be. And then after Stav left, Nick and Adam do the Adam, Adam Friedland show. And uh, so he went on there and... Uh, this I thought this was like the funniest thing ever. At the end, they were just like messing with him the whole time, and like he he was trying to like understand their humor and didn't really get it. And Adam pulls out this like sheet of his tweets, and there was like twenty tweets of him be- being like, "You can kiss yourself in the mirror, but only on the lips." And he said it like twenty different times, yeah. twenty different ways. And he was like, 
got anything to say about this. <laughs> and he was like, what, what is that? And he like acted like he didn't know. And he was like, you know what it is. Because <laughs> it was like the cringiest thing I've ever. I've seen that. Oh my goodness. I've seen that like compilation of him like tweeting that like every year it's, he tweets it. It's so corny. Like <laughs> He's like the dumb man's genius, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, he, like, admitted, somebody was like, how do you blah, 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 and he was like, oh, I, like, will practice these speeches about certain things. And yeah. so, when somebody asked me, it's like, I've rehearsed it, like, 20 times. Oh, my gosh. Dude. You know, uh, do you know Paul Bet David? Yeah. I've been watching his part. I, I saw they got into, like, this debate on, uh, like, uh, vaccines and stuff on his podcast. It was pretty good. Of Who course... Did? Uh, Paul Bet David and Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, okay. Of course, like I, I enjoyed Paul Bet David because he's seen. He's so funny. He, like he's like the reasonable Joe Rogan type guy, and then he's got like an angry conservative like guy to in a suit to his left, and he'll be like, he'll just like start shouting like when things get too much, and Paul's like, okay, okay, <laughs> you know, he's got like the angry right hand man. There's something about that Bet David dude that I can't. Like, that I don't like. Yeah. Like, he seems like a nice guy, but something just seems, like, so fake to me. Like, I feel like, I don't know, like, he feels like a, he feels like a guy that just went and bought the suit at a thrift mart. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, it, like, Wikipedia'd a bunch of stuff, and then, like, sat down and was like, okay, so, let's talk about the uh, Indian national currency that's been, uh, you know, default swapped and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just something about, like, the I way he make... talks and the way he interviews makes yeah. me think that, like, he is faking it so hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's doing such a good job faking it. <laughs> I, kinda... I think it might even be the the name, Valuetainment. Yeah, yeah, that's a funny name. <laughs> Valuetainment. I think like he just totally to me seems like one of those guys like I read a book a day for five years and here's how it made me a millionaire. <laughs> like I just oh right I get that he because he I think it's almost the it's the same thing too. it's like the Dave Rubin thing. Oh, it's like I don't like that guy. I don't like I don't like those type of guys either. It's like they are, they're like trying to be so professional and have yeah. such high production value and it's like dude. You're just talking yeah. about politics. Like, it's not... You're not... Like a genius. Yeah, man. it's like, maybe if you were, like, the uh, ambassador to right. to Brazil for 40 years, like, maybe then it would make sense for you to wear a suit and sit behind a desk right. and talk about these things. But I, it's don't, like, I don't like Dave Rubin for a different reason. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Never, um... The, I almost think it's, like, the suits, too. Like, it's so funny when they, like, wear suits, like Lex Friedman. And yeah. They've got actually nice suits, though. But it, it's almost like a Andrew Tate. Like, the stuff I was talking about, we should wear suits and, like, sit across from drunk girls <laughs> and stuff. Like, it's... Like, I, I can stand Andrew Tate more, though, because he doesn't pretend, like, he's just, like, just himself. Like, yeah. he, like that's him. But there's something about like Dave Rubin and Bet David and Lex Friedman, where it's like less on Lex, but it's like it's like they're like sitting there sweating, <laughs> hoping you don't realize that <laughs> yeah. that they're just a guy with a microphone. Right. <laughs> right, right. Like they try to disguise it with the suit and the yeah. fancy like. But they're, it's like they're just like shaking, hoping somebody <laughs> says it's all in the eyes. Like hoping somebody doesn't ask like. Why are, 
why do you have this show? <laughs> yeah, are you who qualified? Are, who are you? <laughs> it's like, uh, like what Red, Red Bar says that about comedians. He's like, you can see it in their eyes. They're so scared, and they're always talking about how one of these days I'm going to get called out for jokes. And he's like, it's because they know they're hack, they're horrible, <laughs> and they're just waiting on the day that someone in there. I don't, did it work? Did it work? Like, did they think I'm cool? <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, I was watching Burt Kreischer went on Tiger Belly. Yeah. Oh, dude, I know what you're gonna say. That was crazy. And he was uh, first off, he like admitted that his movie kind of tanked in the box. Oh, office. really? You could tell he was like depressed. Oh. But uh, that's sad. He he was talking to Bobby about like he's like yeah I invited you to come do my tour. And, like, you told me you would, and then all of a sudden my people are saying that your people say it's not going to happen. Like, there's no way he's going to do it. Dang. And uh, Bobby's like, look, he was like, here's the thing. I was talking to you, like, I, you know, I was all for it, whatever. He goes, Here, here's what you have to understand. Your agent and my agent are mortal enemies. They hate each <laughs> other. And, and Bert was like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah. They both shared the same office at one point at a former, and they fought every day about the thermostat, and it like boiled over to a point where like they're mortal enemies now, and they like try to screw each other all the time. Oh my gosh! And uh, and Bert like just sits there for a second. And he goes, "Who all's repped by your agent?" Yeah. And he's like, uh, "I don't know." Like, um, he uh, he named off a Tim few. Tim Dillon. He's like, he's like Eric Griffin. Blah blah. blah. And Bert goes, Tim Dillon? He goes, yeah, Tim Dillon. He goes, um, we got to change the subject. We can't talk about this anymore. And, like, you could tell. Like, I was reading was, the comments, yeah. and they were like, Bert just realized why, like, so many of his friends weren't doing his his gigs. Jeez, and his, that his agent has been, like, actively shutting people out because he has a beef oh, with some God. other agent over the air conditioner. Dude, if you mess with another man's livelihood, you should, like, get shot. You know what I mean? Like, that... Yeah is the lowest of the low. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's in over... Like, that's those type of, like... To be an agent, you've got to scrape and fight and be so greedy because you want the best for you and your client, right? You're trying to negotiate. You're trying to get the best. You're always the perpetual victim, basically. You have to have that mindset. Like, I'm the victim. I need the most possible. It's like... If you're that type of person, of course you're going to fight over stuff like that. And then you're going to be vindictive. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you've got the perpetual... It was so funny, though. Yeah, just, man. Like, I'm curious what comes out of that. That I hope he talks about that. But you can tell, like, somebody's getting fired. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's, yeah. that's horrible. Like, no, we're not going to let this guy do this. You know? And why, why are the comedians even listening? Yeah, I don't get why they even have to go through agents. Right. Like, I mean, just do it. Yeah. Well, it's almost like, you know, what another thing is, they're, like, I was listening to Tim Dillon talk about Ezra Miller. I, I can talk to you about that after, but he's doing, like, a, and it was pretty funny. He's talking about how crazy he is, and Ezra's like a they them. But he's, uh,. He uses that to, like, try to get out of um, his horrible behavior. And he's done, like, horrendous stuff. But he, is he a comedian? No, Ezra is the actor in The Flash, the new Flash. Oh. And he hasn't been fired yet, but he he says, Oh, I'm non-binary, I hate the patriarchy, while he's, like, abusing women and all this stuff, you know? 
and Tim Dillon's talking about him, and he's calling him, like, it's almost like he's trying to play it off as a bit, and he's like, it's they, them, and he's telling Ben, like, it's they, don't say he, like, and he keeps saying it, and it's like, you're this crazy, edgy comedian, and you can't even just be like, he, it's like, they're all controlled, they're all in the system, like, there's even some rappers that are independent, they're all cool, independent guys, like, they're not rep, they don't have a deal, but it's like, you got, you can't keep calling yourself the edgy, cool guy, and you never do anything that's even cancelable, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Machine like, Gun Kelly, like, punk rock. Yeah, yeah, on the so, desk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Machine Literally Gun. nothing punk about him except for he paints his fingernails. Yeah. <laughs> but that's funny how the punk rock, like, people now are just, like, conservatives that want, like, a yeah. family and a wife and kids. Yeah, exactly. That's, like, the alternative lifestyle. Yeah, the alternative. Yeah, man. I was, I saw, apparently there's, like, a new culture war thing where transgender, so it's men who are transgender that are talking about breastfeeding kids. Like, that's even an issue. Like, what, what are we talking about? Like... They can get on some sort of chemical that makes them lactate. It's Ugh. like, are you serious? Like, have we just lost our minds? And I'm sure nobody even... I'm sure it's just bots that are... Or some idiots that are pushing that, you know? Yeah. But, like... And then it keeps, like, conservative people riled up on, and focused on... And whenever that happens, I swear something big's happening. That you're... Like, they're trying to divert your attention from. Dude, there's, like... So many things to be worried about. That, yeah. Like, something in my brain just, like, broke the other day, <laughs> and I just was like, I just can't. Yeah. Like, literally, sometimes I'll just sit there and cycle through, like, 20 things that are yeah. literally, like, life or death things that could happen at any second. Right. And it gets me to a point where I'm just, like, I just, like, have to, like, focus on the, like, what's right in front of me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like crazy. a new, it's a new type of horror, right? It's like back in the day, it's like, like back a long time ago, it's like, yo, we have to focus on life or death right now, right here, and now it's like, well, we could destroy the world in five days, and you could, like, do this, and it's like all on your phone, it's like a new type of horror, you know what I mean? It's like, we, and we're biologically programmed to be focused on not dying right here, in the present, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the future is supposed to be, like, a couple days, a year at most, like, food production. We're not supposed to be worried about all this stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean... It's pretty crazy, like... So you believe nukes exist? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dude, Owen Benjamin is maybe the dumbest person I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, somebody owned him in the com comments. They were like, he was talking about how nuclear submarines run off uranium... And that doesn't mean nuclear bombs exist. And they're like, you understand the same technology. Like, they were, like, explaining it. Like, I can't, I'm an idiot. But they were like, if you believe in that, you have to believe in this. And he, like, wouldn't respond. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah, I'm like, I, I can't remember what I responded at one point. I was like, this dude literally probably thinks that oxygen is a conspiracy. Oh, that's all that, yeah. From swimming underwater to yeah. see the secrets of the world. I think he thinks that space is like uh, like filled with some, what do you call it, Vi 
uh, vicocious, is that it? Like a th- like a liquid type substance. Viscous. Viscous, yeah. I think that's what he thinks. Because he says, like, when you look at a, a star, it's like, through a telescope, it's like almost like watery, you know? <laughs> it's so crazy. The dude probably misses the mail for two or three days and thinks the mailman is like a conspiracy. I mean, seriously, after seeing that thing with Nick, it's like, dude, he is like paranoid to crazy yeah, levels. Yeah, I mean, he literally might be schizophrenic. Yeah, for real. Like, I don't, I don't know, but um, you know, there is some like I understand why people like I, I understand like if you look at all the stuff NASA's lied about, they even have videos of them like faking stuff. Um, like in space like they have harnesses on and green screens behind them like it's been shown before so I get why you could even as a kid I was like you're telling me that we were in a missile race with uh, like the Soviets trying to get to the moon and we could have just faked it like why wouldn't we do that that's way easier you know but that doesn't mean that's like everything is a lie and that's you know what I mean yeah I it, there's no evidence I don't think that there's a dome above us and that we're flat we're on a motionless plane and that there's ice walls <laughs> surrounding us it's like you're I, I don't know it's like they make fun of people for, for saying you can't see the world as a globe and there's no pictures but also you're so confident that it's like this thing with this ice walls and a dome up there. It's like, how would you know that? It's so crazy. I don't know. It's just, it's basically like they get into like a semantic argument where they're like, well, just because you can see all the other planets doesn't mean they're not flat. Like, like you just see what you think is a sphere, but like it's, it really could just be two dimensions. And I'm like, yeah, but that's like, that's like saying you don't know if three dimensions even exist at all because your eyes really can only see two dimensions at once. Right. You know what I mean? No, like not if, really. Like if you were to take a snapshot of what you're seeing right now and print it out. Right. That's what you're oh, seeing gotcha, right gotcha, now. Gotcha. When you move, your perspective shifts, but right. maybe it's all just two dimensions and you're just, you well, know what I mean? Well, I, another thing they say is like, yeah, maybe it is round, but that doesn't mean we're not round. Like, it doesn't mean yeah. we're round. It's like, okay. But to me, know. it's like, it's one of those where, obviously, the cover-up does not justify the, <laughs> the conspiracy. Yeah. So the idea is that everyone across history and all the leaders... Of the entire free world and and across all time, have conspired to make sure that we think that the world is round. Yeah. Because if we were to know it was flat, then that would what's what's let the us difference? Know that we're unique in the world, and they can't have that. I, I that's I insane. Know. Yeah, it's kind of, it's like schizophrenic thinking. I it think. really is like schizophrenic. Did did you see the new uh, threads thing? I think it's, like, Mark Zuckerberg's, like, Twitter. They, like, copied Twitter. I heard he, like, copied it. And it's, like, their whole selling point is that it's nicer. It's, like, we're nice over here. It's, like, people don't want that. You want chaos. You know what I mean? (laughs) You want people, like, saying the craziest stuff. But I don't know if you saw the logo. It's, like, three sixes. 
Really? Just like CERN, you know, in Switzerland. Do you know about CERN? Mm-mm. CERN has the, um, what do you call it? The Large Hydron Collider. Yeah. That's, like, super weird and, like, a lot of demonic stuff going on at CERN. They've got, like, Shiva, the goddess of destruction outside. They do, like, these weird rituals, um, like, Luciferian rituals and the Large Hydron Collider. But their logo is, like, the clearest 666 I've ever seen. It's, like, a 6 right here, a 6 up there, and a 6 right there. It's, like, what the heck? I mean, at a certain point, you're doing it on purpose. Yeah. You know? Oh, dude. Um, <clears throat> did you see the Twitter video of that lady on the plane, like, freaking that out? That was weird, dude. And I heard she's gone missing. Really? That's what I heard. Somebody played, put a screenshot, and they were like, she's putting out, like, Baphomet sing- Oh, that was weird. of, like, as above, so below. Yeah, like this? Yeah. I mean, I don't know about that. I don't know. But, uh... What Dude. was she, she was shouting like, that mother effer is not real. Oh my, that actually gives me chills a little bit. Cause I'm, I wouldn't have screamed, but I know the feeling. It's like, I'm so open-minded that I, if I think that a guy, like she thought that he shape-shifted and like winked at her or something. Really? So yeah. So she started freaking out and she seemed sober and she's like, that guy is not real. I've got to get off the plane. Like I'm freaking out. Like Dude, if I, if I had a hunch like that, I'm so open-minded. I'd be like, I gotta get off. I gotta go. I gotta Dude, go. There was another video of some guy that was freaked out by the guy sitting next to him on a plane and tried yeah. to open the escape door in midair. Wait, and, what? Yeah, there was another video. Was it the same guy? No, it was a different different video. What the heck? And like three guys had to like tackle him to the ground because he was like freaking out. Well, did you see the guy that was on the same plane? And I don't know, this could be fake, but this guy that was on the same plane as the girl, he said that he was sitting there and he saw the girl up there talking to the guy um, that was supposedly shapeshift and he was like, not talking back and he was just like looking at her and she kept talking like he was talking back like over and over like in a normal tone and then she um started freaking out and the way this guy talked on the tiktok it was like it wasn't like like an actor it was like like i would talk after a crazy experience like spitting it out as fast as he could you know yeah so he's saying she was like in a trance while he watched, and she was like talking to him, and he wasn't saying a word back, but she was talking like he was. And then she started freaking out and everything. He said the guy turned around and winked at him, but it took him like an hour to figure out, like to realize that he winked sideways. And like, I was like, holy crap, that's crazy. What? That's what he said. I don't know. It's crazy. I've seen videos on TikTok of people like. Turning their hand into a claw before. I don't know. So it was a reptilian. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they always talk about, like, trying to bring the devil's baby into the world. Like, all these occult stuff. So, And you, when you see, like, Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi, you almost think they're, like, a different type of person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, like, Bill Gates. Like, we literally say their eyes are, like, almost completely black and their skin's, like, That's weird. That's Zuckerberg. Yeah. Dude, he looks crazy. Yeah, man. I saw a, 
a DM of him or like a message from him when he was 19 and it was fact check. It said it was real, like by the community notes. It was a guy, he was telling a guy, he goes, I've got the emails, the names and all this, all the data of like 4,000 people. And he was like, how did you manage that? And he was like, they just gave it to me. They trusted me. Dumb Fs. I was like, what the heck, dude? He was like 19 when he said that. And now, now he's got like billions of people's information. So, yeah. Oh, man. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Just crack a beer. And... <laughs> we always come back to Blink 81. <laughs> Blink 187. <laughs> Crack a beer and go to church. Yeah, uh, the the Chet Hanks thing was hilarious. So um, you know he went on the King and the Sting, right? No, did he really? Yeah, I didn't know that. A couple that. years ago, yeah. That's crazy. I gotta look that up. And he like flipped out like in the middle, screaming about uh, masks <laughs> and how they don't work. And yeah, crazy. yeah. And he like stormed out of the studio, and then he came back like five minutes later. <laughs> He's so awesome, dude. Was, they were like, uh, yeah, yeah, we agree with you. <laughs> how can he, how can his dad be like, his dad is like the dude who tries to act perfect and he's like so inconspicuous that you know he's suspicious and he's connected to this horrible stuff and everything. People understand that he's like behind the mask, he's evil. But Chet is like such a, he seems like such a, Dude who is, like, so cool. Like, everything's out in the open, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's such a bro. Like, I don't know. He's awesome. Like, he was... He went on uh Okay, yeah, that's the story. He, Do you know Eric Andre, right? Yeah. He's, like... He made great shows, and, but he, he... Like, people are starting to think he's, like, a weirdo Hollywood guy. He's doing, like, ads with Amy Schumer and Madonna and, like, all that. You know what I mean? Like... You're not a cool guy if you're doing that. And he's, like, turning into, like, the Hollywood, like, liberal actor sort of guy. And people are saying he's the type of guy that would, like, pull the ladder up on his comedy after he gets, you know, his money. So, uh, Chet, and he always gets the people on his show somehow, and they've never seen his show. Like, that's why it was so good. But Chet Hanks was, like, the only guy that, like, looked it up beforehand, and he's like... I get it. It's like a troll sort of, sh- you know what I mean? He's like, it's a troll show. He goes, so I went in there and I was, I was just going, going to be a troll too. So he like walks in there and he like starts ripping the beans <laughs> and he's like, he's like messing with Eric and like, you know, being a troll back. And he said at some point, some guy like rides a motorcycle into the, sh- uh, like the studio, so Chet gets on it and he starts riding around. <laughs> and he said the people were like, "No, no, no, no! You put it down, but we don't have insurance." And Eric was like sweating and stuff. He was like freaked. He's like, "Dude, what's going on with you?" <laughs> like Chet was just like messing with him. Well, then uh, the reason he made the video is because Eric Andre went on somewhere and he was like, "Yeah, uh, Chet Hanks was a weirdo. He was like the worst." one we've ever had, you know, he, you know, he was just being weird, and he made it bad, and all this stuff, and he's like, he's like, well, since you said that, you're a pussy, and all this stuff, and he's like, that's why you were so nervous when I was in there, I'm gonna beat your ass, and all this stuff, <laughs> I was like, dude, you're the best, I lo-, and everyone was like, and that's why I put, like, man, I love this wigger. <laughs> like, I love him, boy, boy, <laughs> people are so, like, 
like Hollywood is so like rude to him, but everybody loves him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Jamaica came out and they're like, when he was doing the patois stuff, they were like, "We love it. Like you're the best." And Hollywood's like, "That's offensive." You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> He's like the ultimate dude. White boy, some <laughs> well, rude boy, rude, rude guy. Boy. <laughs> yeah, he, came, he was coming out of like, the, like peachy freeze, like frozen <laughs> yogurt yeah. when he did it. Booyaka, booyaka. <laughs> All right. That's <laughs> the best. I don't know why I love him so much. Because he's like not faking it, but like yeah. it's so weird that he's <laughs> that way because his dad is like he's obviously was born a millionaire. Yeah. You know, his dad's like, oh, I'm Tom Hanks. <laughs> He, on his song, White Boy Summer, he's bragging about, like, 40K in merch. And I was like, <laughs> you're, like, a multi-millionaire. What are you talking about? 40K in merch. And it's it's so funny listening to his dad talk about him. He, like, doesn't know what to say. He's like, he's a very hard worker. He's always been a... And if he could just stick with one thing, he'd be amazing. <laughs> it's like, thanks, Dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Bumbaras. <laughs> Shout out to the whole big ups to the island, man. <laughs> oh, big up to the whole bus. island, man. <laughs> Massive. You know he just like started picking it up like a week before and got really good at it. But it was so much better than Drake's. <laughs> oh, I yeah. Drake's. Yeah. Drake does like British accents now, too. And like, and, uh, Drake yeah. Drake looks like a fat woman now. I know. What happened to him? He's gotten like... Too bulky, I think. Yeah, I feel like he, you like dirty bulked, and then he quit yeah. working out. Now he's just like a sweaty, shiny, fat woman. But yeah, he's he like, like pigtails almost now. Too. Does he really? Something I don't know. It's well, I just, he's almost like Elvis stage of his career where he could just get fat and like not do anything, and women are like, please, please, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, Elvis would go out there and just be like sweating and like in a suit and like way overweight, and they'd be like cheering for him. That was such a weird like musical time that like the fifties. Yeah. With Johnny Cash and uh, well, I guess yeah, I guess fifties, sixties. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Johnny there, Cash. There's so much great music. I'm Johnny Cash. <laughs> Johnny Cash was like, got better as he got older. Like, yeah, he just I mean, kept 100%. getting better. But it was just, that Walk the Line movie is so good. Oh, dude, yeah. But it's just so crazy how, like, it was groundbreaking for him to just sing about, like, being in jail. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it, it everybody does... was singing gospel music and then he was like, Shot a man in Reno <laughs> yeah. just to watch him die. But it's it's also like it's really good apart from that too, you know? So it's like you can do you can push the the substance of it, but you he it's because he's so good too, you know? Yeah. Um But it's like it was a weird time though. I think some like Johnny Cash was kind of a phony though. Really? Like he never went to, like, his dad would always, in the movie at least, in the, in the biopic, his dad would, like, was making fun of him because he was, like, he got arrested at some point for drugs. Yeah. And his dad called him and was like, well, I guess you can finally sing about going to jail and, <laughs> and not be a liar now. That's crazy. Because he would sing, like, about 
you know, being in Folsom and all this stuff, and like he had never gone to jail. Yeah, but it's not. That's not being a. That's just. I like, know, but I'm saying I think guys like that like tap into, like I think he was tapping into the fact that there was like this whole unrepresented part, because right. like the 40s and the 50s. Like, people like to think of it as, like, this golden age where it's, like, leave it to Beaver and all this stuff. And yeah. It was, like, a very much an idealistic time. Yeah. But there were, like, real people, like, yeah. working class people, people with, you know, that were depressed, there were evil people and stuff. So he was kind of, came out as, like, singing about things that were other than just, like, gospel yeah. or pop. Like, he was singing about being in prison or you know being in love and all you know yeah just like darker stuff for sure that's yeah, i like that take that's interesting yeah it, so it, he kind of represents a culture it's, it's also funny like in the 60s like when they would get offended at stuff it's like do you not remember like like we're in the same world and like we're in rome we were they were killing people like yeah. for entertainment and having mass orgies it's like yeah. it's so weird right how it like but that's the thing people think we're so evil and we're so far gone but christianity comes in waves with society you know what i mean it, morality comes it, what morality for me is linked with christianity only no other religion but it's it comes in waves and people think it's over we're atheists Nietzsche said like God is dead like not celebrating or being like a smart A he was saying it because he's talking about like the atheist morality of the world that's coming because he already saw it you know but it's like it's not dead it's coming back it's waves I don't think people realize that because of course not because we live 80 years 70 years we don't live 500 years at a time, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It is interesting to me, though, especially because I'm, like, I'm a really big... I love music. And it's yeah. interesting, like, the types of music that take over. Because I don't really think that music sets culture. I think it, like, amplifies culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, grunge was huge. And I think... Like, I love Nirvana. A lot of people yeah. don't like them, but, like, it resonated with me. It resonated with a lot of people when it yeah, came I love out. It. And I think it's because, like, Kurt Cobain and those guys, Kurt Cobain especially. Kurt Cobain's? <laughs> like, he, he would write songs and stuff, and the lyrics aren't... Some of the songs, you can't even understand what he's saying. Right. And the lyrics weren't really the point. Like, he would right. sing about stuff and just random stuff, weird stuff. Yeah. But it wasn't really the point of, like, his... The 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 vocals were just another instrument. Right, right. And right. you can just, like... You can feel what he's, like, expressing... That's interesting, Through yeah. his voice. And I've always thought about that. Like, I don't listen to the words of a song... Yeah. For the most part when I'm listening. Um... Well, there's some to certain to certain singers you do like for Ed, like Ed Sheeran, he has a great voice. Yeah, he's writing about like he's a storyteller. Right. But somebody like Kurt Cobain or Eddie Vedder or something like that. Yeah. The words to me are just notes on an instrument. I like that. Like he's too, singing yeah. notes, but it's like the way they shape the words and things like that are yeah. more. It's more like an instrument, and I I I love that. Like tra I think Travis Scott does that too. Um, and Kurt, Kurt Cobain definitely did that. But what's so beautiful about that is that people it's people would take meaning from that, 
and they'd be like, Kurt wrote that in like 15 minutes before recording, and it's like, but you could feel it. It was like a part of the emotion he was doing. Like, yeah. I, like emotion. Oh, speaking of that, emotion, I'll talk about it after, but emotion, like, brings those creative songs to life. And that's why people are like, oh, he means this, oh, he means that. Well, it's the point, like, people always talk about angst, like teenage angst with grunge, and that is the point. Like, angst is an anger and frustration that you can't put into words. Right, right. So the way he sang really did express that, because he's screaming, and you know that, like, there's something behind it, but he's not saying anything. Right, right. Like, listen to the song uh, uh, Tourette's. It's uh-huh. one of my favorite Nirvana songs. I've never heard it, I don't think. And uh, he just, he like is screaming the whole time and he's basically not pronouncing any of the words. He's like, Yeah. Was that off Bleach? I can't remember. But it's one of my favorite favorite Nirvana songs. It's like two minutes long, but he's just absolutely screaming the whole time. Yeah. And it's like a 90 mile an hour song. And it's just... There's something about there's certain like songs that like resonate with my brain frequency like I yeah I completely believe that like your brain like your brain is like at certain frequencies yeah and well they studied that yeah yeah there's certain songs to me that like like tap into my brain frequency and it's like okay like it it kind of like lets me focus yeah it, yeah it like harmonizes like where I'm at and that's one of them and it's so weird because it's such a Aggressive. Like aggressive, violent song. Yeah, but the fact that they are the the fact that you can't hear the words like helps me. Like that's interesting. It's just like the words are just like like it gets you in like a flow state kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's like kind of those like holy roller people where they're like yeah saying yeah stuff, yeah, but they're not saying stuff. That's awesome, dude. You'd have to listen to the song, and, and most yeah, people most people hear it in like Hollywood hear it and be like, what the heck? Is right. This? Yeah. But you just kind of have to know like. Dude, Kurt Cobain and where the world was and like it's like right, Fight right, Club, right. Fight Club and Nirvana are the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like they're both frustration with the world. Like yeah, where you're at. it's like lack of a mother figure, or lack of a father figure. Yeah, uh, yeah, just like burn the system down. Yeah, like yeah. the system doesn't care about us, so let's just scream at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. That's awesome. That I like the way you put that. Huge that early nineties thing, and so and I like I wasn't even around, but I like I've I understand that I've consumed all that stuff, you know. Yeah, so I, mean, I was born in the early nineties, so that was right. all after me. But you know, well, yeah, but you were around music for that, you, that taps into. I love Led Zeppelin, and they were out in the dude. What's that song? There's something in the way. Is yeah. a crazy one. It's like so slow paced, and I don't know, but. There's this song, Frequency, by Kid Cudi. It made me think of that. Because you were talking about, like, frequency syncing up with your brain. But I would listen. It's, like, a weird song. But it's super. It's, like, one of my favorite songs of all time. And it's, like, when I would listen to it in school, I would, like, get in this different zone where I, like, like, I I think, like, I remember being, like, you know, excited and, like, uh, maybe a little anxious not like super anxious but like excited and like because I, I think I was in gym and uh you know but when I would listen to that song I would like totally go numb but not in a bad way just like 
not caring about anything. It was like the weirdest feeling ever. And I'll I'll let you listen to the song, but it was like the way he I don't know how to explain it. It was kind of like how it synced up like but uh they've studied like frequencies of brain when you're sleeping, when you're active. And they had like this many like this is the the range of frequencies you experience. And uh, Tibetan monks actually showed them there's, like, way more. When they started meditating, they're like, yeah, we know about this. They're like, we just discovered this. But Tibetan monks were like, yeah, we're taught this. Like, we have this ancient practice. And they showed them, like, way more ranges, which is crazy, you know? They would do things like chant, like, from specific distances and, like, do weird stuff with sound, wouldn't they? I think, well, yeah, I think. So, yeah. yeah. I'd read something about, like, they had these certain practices where, like, they would have these mantras and chants, and you had to do it, like, within a certain distance of the wall and stuff, and it had to do with, like, frequencies. Yeah. Yeah. So. I heard something about, like, there's, like, rituals that monks would do where they would levitate stuff. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. They had, like, certain architecture and stuff. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. But I thought that was so amazing. It's, like, that's so crazy that they don't have any technology but they knew about how how do you know about the frequencies how does that even correlate yeah you know but it's like yeah we learned about this stuff hundreds of years ago we've been teaching that i I don't know it's so crazy like uh you wonder if your entire culture was built around if your entire culture was blind how would your technology and stuff develop right because our whole culture Culture is like sight focused, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But imagine like if you could only hear, like you would. That's crazy. You would know so much more about. Maybe instead of learning all the colors, you would learn like all the frequencies, and you'd have. Words oh yeah, for yeah. And so you'd be able to describe things as oh well, it was you know fifty five hertz. Yeah. And you know. You would be way grotto. super in tune to it. Yeah, yeah like that bird you know, was 20 hertz, and... That's what we call this. Like, yeah. these birds make the... Yeah, that's interesting. And if you can start to describe things and identify them that way, you might be able to see, like, similarities and patterns and... Yeah. Oh, I've noticed, like... And we would find that beautiful, like, if we could do that. Like, if we experience that on a deeper level, it, just like they would find sight beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Like, that, mind-blowing, you know? It's like, I don't know, that's very interesting. Yeah, and maybe, like, the beautiful people would be the people that could, that sounded the best. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. be able to identify that. And Imagine you if you could, like, tell if someone's lying based on their tone, which they can, you know, if you yeah. practice enough, but you could, like, understand what's what they mean behind, like, if they're saying something, but they mean something else, you can understand by the tone, you know? Well, they already show like your perception literally can change or like your language can change your perception. Like they, have you seen that? I don't know if it was a Wi-Fi. It's oh. about the color blue. No, I don't think so. Yeah, well, we can get into it on the next podcast. But basically the color blue is a recent invention. What we'll do you just mean? leave it at that. Y'all can Google that. We'll talk about it next time. But uh, I have no idea what that's awesome. Yeah, so let's just bring that up next time. I'll talk so about we'll, it. But. Before before we quit, I want to talk about a Sam Hyde uh, bit that Nazi <laughs> the Nuts Bowl. The uh, he has a bit talking about how crazy Italian people are and French people are because they grew up 
saying, like, if they wanted to say, oh, I'm going to go outside, it's like, that's the most ridiculous crap, and it makes you think insanely. <laughs> I was like, that's true. <laughs> so stupid. It's true. Like, think about it. If you're telling your mom, hey, I love you. It's like, yeah. I don't think they talk like that. They do, dude. The whole language is like that. That's very xenophobic. Yeah, man. Just like every other human on Earth. God bless. I'll do the rest. <laughs> he always gets angry.